we have Gus Kenworthy here. You got to, what are those, Fruit Loops? What are no, those? No, those are just the berries. Those are just the berries from Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, Crunch Go berries? ahead and eat them. Go ahead Thank and you. I eat. actually just finished the box. I'm you like fi- you a literal cereal killer. Now, Michelle, I've never asked you what kind of cereal you, do you like cereal? Well. Yeah. You know me. Uh-huh. You know my food habits. You know that I have to love cereal. Of course, you love cereal. Now you you can finish your cereal. I see I know, now, like Gus Kenworthy. We're about to go here. on a cereal tear right okay. here. Oh, this is my coffee is here. Oh, good. Oh my God, yummy! I too. Is this Thank one you. for you too? Yes. Now I've this is my third time. Gus Kenworthy's. Y'all know him from the Olympics. And he, of course, is on our show now, and we've grabbed him to take I a little... I thought I was going to talk about cereal. We are going to talk about cereal, okay. but I'm gonna, just going to say... I'm. Just gonna, are you cold? No, I'm good. I'm good. I've are got you? a blanket for you. Why I mean, is I, This is just like a life goal. We're sharing a blanket, so let's do it. it. Okay, yeah. Well, you go ahead and you take that. I was going to let him finish the cereal while we talked for yes, a minute. Get exactly. a few bites in, okay. guys. Because it'll get soggy. I don't, like, I don't like soggy cereal. Hate soggy cereal. So I'm the girl that when you... And always do this my whole life. You have to have the box next to the bowl. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then you do a little bit at a yeah, time. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, you just keep pouring a little yeah. bit more in. I would never, because I've heard people pour the cereal in first and then pour water, pour the milk on top. Oh, that's what you do. And start eating. No, no, no. No, no, no. I, that shit's got to be crunchy for me. That's why I'm going to let you eat, because I, I hate the idea. I'm going to let you finish. I hate the idea of, of soggy, soggy cereal. cereal. I agree. You know, I went through a grape nuts phase because they stayed yeah, the they crunchiest stayed, yeah. the longest. What are your What are your go to cereal? Oh my god, I don't eat cereal anymore because of gluten. But my favorite cereal in the world is Captain Crunch peanut butter, probably even Captain Crunch Crunch berries. But they shred the roof of your mouth. Oh, they shred the roof of your mouth. Yeah. Ta- so bad. Yeah. Take yeah. the pain. I'll take the pain. Like I yeah. take it like a bitch. Right. Um, Honeycombs <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Sugar Smacks is amazing. Um, Lucky Charms, but I hated the wheat bits, so I, I just picked the marshmallows me out. Too. Yeah, yeah. Or I would eat right. all the wheat bits first, so at the end you just have spoonfuls of marshmallows. I right. would literally take, I'd buy two boxes and take them out. I love cereal. I don't eat it mm. anymore, mm. but I, I love, love cereal. Too. I love the concept of cereal. But I do, um, I was doing rice milk for a long time. Yep. Yeah. I used to get the one from Whole Foods, the brown rice milk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's delicious. It's got a little bit of sweet to it. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious in what like cereal. really OG. I feel like rice milk was the thing before it was. milk, and then yeah. it was like hemp milk and oat milk and yeah, everything. Yep. Well, this coffee, I this is my coffee has um, uh, almond milk in it. This is a um, a lot a lot Starbucks. It's a latte with four quads. Oh, this bitch does a quad latte. There's a quad with almond latte milk. with um, almond milk. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? What did you do to it? It was open. I was afraid you were going to take a sip and oh, it was going to spill gush. all over. It's like yeah. a figure skating move. move. Yeah. A quad with okay, almond milk. Okay, so what kind of milk were you eating with your cereal? That Regular? was just cow milk. Oh, moo! Oh, my God. That is so 20th I century. I kind of feel gross because I'm like, cow milk is for baby cows. So mm-hmm. Why are we drinking it? But it was what was there with the cereal, and I wasn't going in for the milk. I was going in for the cereal. Shit. I'd never seen just berries, right? And it was at craft services, so I was like, "Yeah." I don't the milk is just a vessel. It yes. is a vessel. Yeah. I've never heard of just berries. Yes. Is that something new? No, it's been out for a while. It's crunch berries yes. without the. So it's Captain, Captain crunch. crunch Crunch Berries. Yeah, it's just the berries. I love that idea. Yeah, that's brilliant. I bet they're making a gazillion dollars. They with probably. That. I, I prefer the Captain Crunch, though, over the berries. You do? Yeah, just the old school Captain. And the peanut butter. The peanut butter. There's some organic ones that. that are just uh, as well, good. Well, you know, there's that Puffins that they have. Puffins at, is amazing. They Puffins have is it, good. It's yes. from Trader Joe's. Whole Puffins. Foods. Oh, is it Whole Foods? Mm-hmm. They have it there. Oh, because right, because it's Barbara's. Barbara's makes yep. Puffins. Barbara's makes some really good ones. Really? Yeah. 
Well, but um, we're not eating cereal these days. Do you no. have the same kind of thing, Gus, that Michelle does? She don't eat no gluten. She don't eat no nut this. She don't right. eat that. What do you, do you not eat? Watch it when you're training. I don't training? really like olives that much. You don't Wait, like olives. That's different to what you can't eat. <laughs> no, but I just eat everything. <laughs> like when I you're training, you don't have to go, well, I can't have that because I'm training right now. No, because it's like not an endurance sport. It's not a strength sport. It's like it's, it's finesse and it's about like the actual moves, the movement, the maneuvers, right. and it's kind of just practice and rehearsal. So, I mean, like, for sure, I think if you eat something super heavy the day before a competition, you're just not going to feel great. But right. I'm not, like, carb loading and counting macros and doing any of that stuff. I just don't really care. It's more like, oh, I'm going to go to, like, Fire Island this weekend, so I'm, like, not going to eat pasta for a week. Right, right. <laughs> now, do, do, wow. you, you never have to ski again. I mean, uh, uh, you're <laughs> done with it, right? I mean, like, uh, uh, when you finish the Olympics, you're like, you know what? If I never see another pair of motherfucking skis, Well, you could go again in four years. Or eight years. Four years. Eight yeah, years. Four years. Four years. Yeah. Four years. I mean, I, I could... I could <laughs> I'm yeah, so I sure could, of myself. I could potentially go again in four years. I don't think I really want to. Yeah. I, um, it's been your whole life. It's been my whole life, and, like, I did the, the Olympics four years ago, and I got the medal and then coming into this year I was a medal favorite and I thought I was going to get a medal I felt mm. really confident in my mm. skiing right up until then and I kind of got hurt in training and my whole plan oh. had been like to have this great performance get a medal or not be mm. really proud and leave and kind of be done competing and I didn't have that performance I, I still skied I was hurt it just was like it was okay I made it to the final it wasn't anything I was super proud of and so it's kind of got me in this position now where it's harder to hang up the skis because, mm. like, that's your last performance. And as right. I say, you're only as good as your last performance. Uh, and so yeah. I kind of, like, I'm tempted to compete next year. I think I might um, a little bit. Next season, do, like, two events, three events. A normal year has, like, 15. Mm-hmm. So it would be much scaled back, but but still do the kind of the marquee events that I care about. And, yeah. and then kind of walk away after that and just have, like, a season for fun and hopefully do well, but at least just kind of enjoy it rather than having the stress of the Olympics Yeah, and then leave on a high note. How do you make money as a, a skier? How do you make money? I don't know. If you find out, tell me. Okay. Endorsements, <laughs> All right. I would think. No, it's through endorsements. Our, our whole uh, livelihood is done just through endorsement deals, sponsorships. Um, and it's hard because it's, it's not a league like basketball or baseball or football where just because you're playing, even if you're on the bench, you're making millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. It's like you're you're hoping for sponsors you have an agent hopefully that's pitching you once you're at a certain level and those endorsement deals are really like making or breaking your entire life and there's not right. that many huge ski like it's like oakley or i mean i'm guessing like there's yeah. not that many huge right it's right, like yeah it's i mean not like, like oakley's a big one smith is my goggle sponsor like atomic is my sponsor and the the actual in industry sponsors are never really like incredibly lucrative you're not right. like riding home to the bank on your ski or goggle or right. outerwear sponsor. It's it's more like the extracurricular sponsors. Um, and in 2014 for the Olympics, I didn't have a single extra Olympic sponsor. I had like three sponsors that were just like ski stuff. And I got the silver medal and then um, had like a, a good press circuit around that because it was part of a podium sweep for America. And it was like the second time it had happened. And then... I came out and I thought I was going to like lose those like four sponsors that I had mm. and I didn't. They were great. They stuck by me. Nothing really changed. And then coming into this year's Olympics, basically all the brands were like, we want diversity. So they were looking for people of different ethnicities, people of different sexual orientations and having, you. Have, yeah, and having a previous medal and having done well in the seasons since then and then coming in as a medal favorite to the games and being gay was like... 
a big thing for a lot of the sponsors. So I, I didn't have any extra sponsors in 2014. And then in 2018, I went in as the most endorsed athlete at the games. Oh, so. that's All amazing. Right. Yeah. But how did you grow up? Skiing, listen, I grew up in New Jersey. You grew yeah. up in San Diego. Skiing is something like I was forced to do because my boyfriends like to do it. Where did you grow up or how did you grow up where skiing was on your radar? Well, so I, I was born in the UK. My mom's British. Uh, my dad's American. And I'm the youngest of three boys. We were all in the UK. My older brothers were kind of raised there. And then I don't exactly know why, but we moved back to the States and to Pennsylvania, where my dad's from. And just by chance ended up in Colorado. He was like visiting his, my dad was visiting his college roommates and ended up out there and just fell in love with this little town, Telluride, and was like, I'm going to move the family here. I like, don't even know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get in a job in a bank because he was a banker in London. And he did that. And that was kind of our childhood. And he had no background in skiing. My mom was from the UK. She had never skied. Right. We just all learned. And we were living in a town that was kind of based around the mountain. And I don't know. I think just because I was the youngest of three boys, I got good at it because mm-hmm. I was really competitive with my brothers and they Did were they into it. it? Yeah. yeah. And so I just pushed myself to try and be as good as them. But it's I was hard. a lot younger. Yeah, it's not easy. And, and you know, as someone as tall as I am, my center of gravity is is it's challenging. Are most skiers short, yeah. shorter? Well, you know, it, it is challenging for someone as tall as I am. Am I wrong? No, absolutely. I mean, it's like gymnastics. I think that there's benefits to size on both ends of the spectrum. Uh-huh. Like the heavier guys and the bigger guys have an advantage when the weather's inclement because our speed isn't about our, our sport isn't about speed, but you need speed in order to clear the jumps and not get hurt and perform the tricks and have the mm-hmm. right air time. And so when the weather's bad, a lot of times the smaller guys like can't clear the jumps and they're basically just screwed at that event. Oh. And then on the flip side of that, they're so much smaller that they're more aerodynamic and they can like spin faster, flip faster, have maybe a lower center of gravity. So it's easier to do some of the tricks. So there's kind of a trade and I feel like I'm right in the middle. Like I'm 5'10". I'm not super tall. I'm not super short. Just Kind of average. <laughs> but you got a lot of ass, too, don't you? Skier booty. Hey. Yeah. Did you see the beginning? Did you see that movie, um, Molly's Game? Did you see that? It, I it didn't opens, see it, but I know what it is. I know yeah, what it is. It opens with um, uh, this ski, this um, skiing trick. <laughs> Ski. Thing that person goes down the hill. <laughs> a on double axle. Things. Yeah. No, wrong well, in, well, she starts, she breaks all of her, the bones in her body or something like that. Skiing? Skiing. She's a competitive skier who goes into... Uh, doing these gambling parties and makes a lot of money. She's like the sister of an Olympian who's been quite successful and and she yeah was doing these like underground so Susie gambling. Susie Chaffee's sister. Yeah, Susie Chaffee's yeah. sister. What? <laughs> That's the last <laughs> what one I can think of. Michelle and I are the only ones who know <laughs> Susie Chaffee. Yeah. Do you know who that is? I don't no. know who that yeah. is. Okay, Susie great. Chaffee, she used, to be a, she used to advertise chapstick. Susie and, Chapstick. Yeah. And, and she was an Olympic oh, skier. Oh, I do know who that is. Pretty because sure of gold medalist. Yeah. Susie Chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. You're welcome. Yeah. So um, I'd be afraid of, of breaking all the bones in yes. my body like Molly's game. What have, what have you broken? I've broken my sternum. I've broken my femur. Where's the sternum? Chest. And chest. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, femur. Tibia, Where's the femur? Biggest your bone, legs. your hip. Oh, okay. Um, Tibia, fibia, lower two Oh, I went to high leg. school with them. Oh, they Those were twins, twins yes. right? Yeah, yeah, tibia, yeah. tibia. Yeah. Really sweet girls. Yes. They're very uh-huh. sweet girls. Yeah. Um, and so you've broken all those things. I guess you got to need some really some good insurance. Do you, do you get insured? Do the insurance companies say, this motherfucker's skiing down these hills. We ain't going to be insuring him. Call tibia, fibia. Yes. Let that cover him. I mean, yeah. I feel lucky. Yeah, as a kid, I had insurance through my dad until I was like 20 uh, through his work. And then when I was on the U.S. ski team, 
they don't pay you a dime. The Olympic team doesn't pay you a dime. It's all through endorsements. But the one benefit to being on the team is that you get insurance provided for you. And doctor right. care and all that stuff. Yeah, and doctor care and physio. And um, if you want to go to university at one specific university, they'll put you through it. That's pretty awesome, though. The yeah. U.S. ski team will do that for you. Yeah. Are you still on the U.S. ski team? I am. And and, and so do you, do you get to be on the U.S. ski team for life? Or how long are you going to be doing it? No, I think you have to. you still have to be competing. I think, like... If you stopped competing, you might be able to continue the benefits of being on the team, insurance, whatever, for like another year. But then they they redo the team every year. So, oh. are there any other sports? Okay, like Lolo Jones, big hurdler. Um, sh- when she fell at the Olympics, she switched to bobsledding, and she did Winter Olympics. So she was she in didn't Olympics, though, but she didn't what? Oh yeah, she did actually. She did. She, she did. Sh- she yeah, competed she did. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she did. Um, are there, like my daughter is Lily is obsessed with snowboarding, so every year we go up to Mammoth and we do that. And she's a natural at it; she's an athlete. Are there any other events that you're interested in apart from skiing? Luge. Uh, Who are you calling a luge? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, the other ones. No, I, I don't know. Of. I don't. Think, sled. I don't think there really are. I mean, there's other sports that I enjoy watching, but I, I never kinda, summer. I mean, I love watching the summer games. Maybe if I was gonna try and pursue one, it would be like diving because mm. I enjoy it and I think it's fun and it's like. I don't know. I like that. Bit idea of a that daredevil. Yeah, I mean, I like that kind of stuff. It's like sort of similar to our sport a little bit, and um, it's, this is done on the snow, or it's diving like no, diving like, like yeah, like like platform oh, diving. I thought that, that I thought the question was what he, other either. related sports to your sport could you switch over? He to? could do other. Well, I think that's what she was asking, but I was saying yeah. like maybe I would switch over to diving, which is completely different so than my sport. Would you be any good at that? I have no idea. Oh. But I, I mean, platform like, or springs. For spring. Platform. Wow. Springsteen or... I mean, I spent time on the trampoline as a kid. I didn't do gymnastics or anything, but um, but I'm saying that's where I would likely see myself wanting to go. Do I think I'd be good at it? Could I go to the Olympics for another sport? Probably not. Yeah. I'm also, like, pretty ready to, to not be competing, and mm-hmm. I feel like it's nice because today I get to be the judge, but my whole life is, like, about being judged and, yeah. and kind of, like, performing, and there's pressure, and um, it's, like, your income on the line. So I think I'm, I'm definitely ready to, like, move into something else and... I don't know. Put that behind me a bit. What do you think? Moving. What do you think you'd move into? Yeah. Amway. Like I see a big Amway. Oh box yes, up yes, there. Amway. Definitely. Yeah, That's yeah. what. I didn't Gus know is it was gonna... still even existed. I mean Amway. Wow. Yeah, and they're actually hiring. So it's been a really good place <laughs> for me. Um, I give you a nine point four. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, if there was like a way to be permanent RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. judge. Sure, Bitch, like, watch it. You're walking close here. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me been, Michelle's job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've been on the show twice already because you were on the finale. Yeah. And then... You sat uh, right in front of me. Yeah. I did. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, uh, n- now you're glad you're, I didn't wear my big hair. You're a judge <laughs> now. And uh, so... Now, okay, so you came out and you didn't lose any sponsors, but <laughs> did everybody know... Uh, everybody on the team, everybody knew you were gay? Nobody knew. No one knew. Wow. No, I had told one of my friends, and um, like my best friend does the, the sport with me, and I had thought about telling him in 2014 during the Olympics. We were sharing a room together in, in Russia, and I, I was like really at that point where I wanted to tell him because I actually was considering coming out then in, in Russia in the face of the wow. anti-LGBT legislation mm-hmm. and everything. And I, I remember, like, every night that we were there, I wanted to be like, hey, man, can I talk to you? And and, and I was just so nervous that I was going to affect his performance or, mm. like, in some way take his head out of the game and, like, not have him ski well. And so I didn't tell him, and I told him right when we got back from Russia. Mm-hmm. And he was pretty much the only skier that knew. I told a few friends, like, in the week leading up to the magazine coming out because mm-hmm. I did it on the cover of ESPN. And I, I told them, like, hey, this is about to come out. I know we're friends, so I just felt like I should kind of, like, tell you before everybody finds out. But 
obviously not that good of friends that you already knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no one really knew. It was kind of a shock. And so I didn't know how people were going to handle it. Yeah. And that was in when? What year was that? 2015. 2015. Any scandalous Olympic Village stories? Because there's always ones that you read about. What are you talking about, Michelle? You're talking about like a, um, a back room or a glory hole? No, Olympic Village. Well, all the bathrooms have glory holes. Yeah, there you, uh, are you uh, kidding uh, me? Yeah. No, no. <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's I the, could. It's called the Glory Hole Village. Yes, yeah. uh, book yeah. me in, please. <laughs> I'll be the giver. <laughs> um, but there's, you're always reading these crazy things that happen in Olympic Village. What? What crazy there's thing? There's lots of parties and crazy shit that goes down yeah. these athletes need time off when they're done competing or they're and they're ready to let off steam i can tell you're an ath- thank athletic you, supporter I, i've you? always thank you i've always been i'm a track mom so i know yeah because <laughs> you know i've been to the olympics 25 times with my daughter um i mean kind of going into the olympics in 2014 they were like are you prepared for it to be wild? Because in London, they went through 40,000 condoms and they were like, throwing I all these numbers you. at us. 40,000 condoms? Yes. And apparently. And so I was like, I mean, sure. Like, they're like, are you going to break the record? And I was like, we're going to try. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it really wasn't like that. In the Winter Olympics, it's not as fun as the Summer Olympics yeah. because in summer, they do one athlete village and it has every country, every sport, every house. <sighs> and it's like basically like a mini city within whatever city's sure. hosting it. In the Winter Olympics, because of the venues, it's completely spread apart. So in Sochi, mm-hmm. there was like four separate athlete villages. In Korea, there was two, and they were an hour and a half away from one another. And it's not really accessible, so you no. can't That's hang fine. out with people in the other sports. And everyone's bundled up. No one's showing off skin. Sure, yeah. There's less yeah. athletes in the Winter Games. Do, do you you feel like if you're having sex, do you is your performance does your performance suffer? My not sex with the sex, not the sex performance. I'm the talking skiing. about on the slopes. Um. I don't know. I think that like sexual performance is so based on chemistry. So it's kind of hard to say. It depends yeah. like, um, no, I'm just kidding. I, I think I, <laughs> I was I, like, really? I was kidding, oh. Okay. Oh. No, I think that, um, you know, boxers can't have the sex. I know. Yeah. That's like a thing. Like people say like, oh, you, you can't like ejaculate for right, because you're a week chi. prior or you're something. Chi. You're chi, right? Is that what it is? Your chi okay. gets uh, uh, evacuated. Your chi smells terrific. <laughs> That's um, ghee, honey. Oh, <laughs> it's shit. your ghee. Yes. <laughs> I cook. I, I would just think. I would just think that it would be distracting. You know. Yeah. Wait, the I don't hot know. athletes or the having all to- that ass. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I mean, like, it's not something that I think about one way or another. Like, I don't have extra sex or like masturbate or anything because I'm about to compete. But I also don't like withhold from it because I'm about to compete. Right. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Fair Once enough. I yeah. go to the Olympics, uh, when I do Isn't the, that the hairdressing. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the condom giver outer. <laughs> I mean, you host you host the Olympics twice the, a year. The Olympics of drag. Yeah. That is it's right. True. That is true. Now, when did you know? I know you're a big fan of the drag race show on t- the program on, on television the on the VH1. Mm-hmm. When did you first become aware of it? Uh, I very first became aware of it after the 2014 Olympics, actually because of Miley Cyrus and I met her because of the Olympics and she invited me to a party here in California that there was a bunch of the drag queens at and I had like never seen a drag queen I was still in the closet and I wonder I rem- how many condoms that were used at that party <laughs> 40,000 <000. laughs> um, and she told me about the show and she's like it's really great like you need to watch it and I remember I was like okay and I kind of was like nervous to watch it because mm. I was in the closet and Aww. I think I was just I used to be so in the closet that like 
I don't know. I, I didn't. I was too scared to read something. I felt like it would like verify that I was gay, and I was so it scared m- of what that meant, and that it might turn you gay, right? Because you know? our show is very powerful. It's known to do that. It is known to. But that was only to, a actually few the thing I love ago. about the show is that it doesn't appeal to just gay people. And I wish I would have known that when I was in the closet because I've done random things. I was in um, Kansas for an appearance for Toyota and met someone at the factory and was like, "Oh, I love. I like follow you, and I love always seeing your." Um, your snaps, I saw you host a RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party. And I was like, oh my God, I do. And oh my God, there's another gay person here. How's it going? Mm. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh no, I'm not gay. My wife and I love the show. And I was like, oh my God, this straight man in Kansas who's married watches RuPaul's Drag Race religiously. Yeah. And I love that. I Did think he, that's Does amazing. he have a Judy Garland tattoo on his He does. You know yeah. him. I, th- I know that guy. Uh, yeah. He's not that straight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no one is. Yeah. I'd <laughs> like to know what it was that made you come out because you were later on in your life. Yeah. I mean... Well, not really. I'm super young. Um, <laughs> How old are you? I'm 26. Yeah. 26, yeah, yeah, but still, that's you know yeah. later. Yeah. No, I was um, I was 23 when I came out, and I had always thought that I was going to come out after skiing. I was like, I'm going to finish competing, and then I'm going to come out. And it was mostly because I was just scared. It wasn't that I was scared to to be a gay man. I was I was scared I was going to lose sponsors. I was scared mm. I would start getting mm. judged badly and like this career that I wanted to have was never going to really blossom because this other thing was going to affect it. And it was kind of just the language in the sport. Like anytime something was bad, the judging, the weather, it's like, this is so gay. That's so gay. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone people would like still say that people still say that. I mean, actually, I've noticed them since I've come out. The other athletes in my sport, like making an effort to not say it, which is pretty meaningful. But um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, people would say like fag. People would say gay. Oh people would like compliment you and then say no homo. And I just was like, oh, my God, I can't believe that I'm in this fucking sport. Right. And so I kind of was like, I'm, I'm just going to finish my career and then I'll come out and I'll have a boyfriend and I won't talk to the people from the ski industry anymore. And I just thought it was going to be these two separate lives. Yeah. And then in 2014, I won the silver medal at the Olympics and we were doing all these interviews. It was a podium sweep. It was three young guys. And they were like, who are your celebrity crushes? Like, what's your favorite? Like, what's your type of girl? Like, who's your um, ideal date? What's your ideal date? Um, What do you look for in a girl? And I just was like panicked i was like mm. wow this sucks i You're mean i judy Garland? i'd never been in that position i <laughs> violet tchotchke <laughs> liza minnelli <laughs> well i said liza um, <laughs> <laughs> no i actually said miley and that's how i ended up meeting her because nbc tweeted it out and they were like find out who our olympians like valentine's crushes are and they Aww. tweeted it and miley like tweeted back at me and followed me and then we just like started messaging and became friends and she's an incredible ally and friend. And it was really amazing that that happened that way. But I, I was so panicked because I was like, I don't know how to answer this. I don't know if I should answer honestly. And then like play it off like a joke. Yeah. I don't know if I should. And so I ended up lying. And then I just Aww. lied in a bunch of subsequent interviews. And I had a boyfriend at the time and we were in the closet together and he was getting no recognition. I was being was called an single. Also? He wasn't, but he worked in sports, like oh. on the production side of things. And so I, it kind of like it caused a riff in the relationship and also it just made me realize like I don't want to be doing this like the closet I think is painful and I think it's it's one thing to be in the closet when you're kind of like maybe lying by omission and avoiding mm-hmm. questions and, and dodging answers and you realize that you are going to come out but you're not quite ready but it's a complete another thing to just be lying and yeah. like especially in interviews and on TV and to people that I respect and I just hated myself so instead of enjoying the medal parade after the Olympics and like feeling like I was on top of the world I was like in one of the darkest places of my life I Aww. thought about killing myself oh, no. and I just realized that I I didn't want that I wanted to to be myself in the following season I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm basically going to do it. 
I'm going to finish this year. I'm going to be ranked number one in the world because I thought that I had to really prove myself to then be able to come out in that way. And it's like kind of like you can't argue with the ranking. And that was my justification, even though. Had you come out to your family? Not at this point. I did during that season, that following season. Um, and I and I just told myself that. And so I like climbed my way up to the number one ranking and finished the season and had told my family at that point and told a couple of friends and then basically talked to a reporter from ESPN and they did a whole cover story and just came out in yeah. a big way. Did, was there anybody you could talk to? Was there any other gay athletes that you could call up and say, hey, you know Hey, what, Johnny to, Weir. Hey, want to talk? Uh, or Is he, he gay? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's not gay. No. Um, uh, yeah. There wasn't really. I mean, I'm sure there was, but I didn't have access to them and I didn't right. know how to go about that. And I definitely felt pretty isolated. And then as soon as I did come out, I had everybody reaching mm-hmm. out to me, so many other athletes. Um, famous athletes, successful athletes that had already come out, athletes that were in the closet, athletes that were out but just competing in like a high school or college level. And yeah. I, I mean, it meant a lot to me. What would you say to someone who is in your situation who's, you know, either doing it uh, professionally? You do sports professionally, That's, right? Yeah, when yeah. you get paid, it's professional. Okay. Um, what would you say to someone in your position? What would you say to yourself now who is, who's contemplating this or who's thinking, what do I do? I mean, I think the thing that I would say and the thing that I have said is basically that there's nothing more freeing and more liberating than getting to live your truth and live your life authentically and honestly. And at the end of the day, that's like the most important thing in life is to just live your life as you. And I don't think if you're able to, if you're not able to accept yourself, then I don't think you can expect anybody else to accept you. And so I think that, like, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Uh Amen. Amen. That's right. But I think that's the most real advice that I ever could give someone. It's like, come to terms with yourself, accept yourself, love yourself, and it's going to make it so much easier for anyone else to. And I understand the fear in the closet, whether it's because you're in a really heterosexual dominated industry or you're from a small town or a religious family like there are real fears for people but I think that it's not worth living your life in fear and if you lose people along the way if you have to make a a new start for yourself in a way it's it's worthwhile to do that because it's your own happiness and otherwise I think that you're just going through life but you're not living it right yeah no you're absolutely right and so many people live that way too so many people are not happy i know they're talking about gay or straight or any of that i'm just talking about not living their authentic life they don't even know how to speak to their true self you know mm-hmm. what i mean just I going know through mean. the motions going through the motions mm-hmm. and just just doing what their parents did or doing what the people before them did i, I can't imagine that i had no choice i was never in the closet Big, you couldn't big have surprise. Been uh, there wasn't a closet big enough. Shocker. Say, those, are tall, yeah. those are tall doors. <laughs> yes. Shocker. Um, you know, um, I, I just, it was never something. And there was never a choice. And your mother always knew. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even though I mean, she know named what, you RuPaul. Well, thank you. Uh-huh. But there was, even, even though she didn't know how to approach the conversation or what to say about it, she said, you know what? And this is true. She really did say, unless they pay in your bills, pay them bitches no mind. And I took that to heart. And I've lifted myself that, like that. But also I knew there was a tribe of people out there, my tribe, uh, waiting for me to find them. And, I, and that's exactly what happened. I think that's true for everybody out there. You know, I've said famously on this show that we as gay people get to choose our family and get to choose the, our tribe. That's true. So, uh, you know, once you, see, once you put out that beck and call and say and, and proclaim, I am this, you know, it reverberates around the universe and your people find you. It's true. And they wrap their arms around they you. They sure do. You know? And I the mean, legs if you're lucky. I, I have... Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Amen. <laughs> um, I, I really do think, though, like every single person who is living their truth is being authentic and honest and comfortable and genuine is doing so much for someone else that they don't even know. They don't right. see the impact that they're having. But just the one gay kid or the one trans person living their life, being themselves, does a lot for someone else. Yeah. And I just want to say to you, I think that you have single handedly had the biggest impact in the LGBT community of anyone and in my own life and in so many people I know you have validated them and and here, lifted here. them up and you're so inspiring and incredible that and so I have Thank been so you. starstruck by you every time I've met you and I'm so so incredibly honored to be on your show today. Thank you. That is so kind. I really appreciate that and I don't take that for granted. You know, uh that is the it's a very kind thing to say. I don't believe it, but <laughs> it's all lies. Okay, Michelle, Thank I'll you. take the money now, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> we just have, we like to have fun. That's and I think if you follow your bliss I think you will you will water finds its right level and I think you will find exactly what you're looking for if you fi- find your bliss that's why you, your authentic voice of knowing what you want of asking that question that great question who am I what do you want I think um, the universe then will wrap its arms around you and, and direct you exactly where you need to go you know do you have a spiritual practice do you have a ritual that you do before you go into a they're not games they're Ski- whatever what's a competition people, a competition competition no I actually don't and I know that most athletes get really superstitious and they have like their rituals and everything has to be a set way and I have been like that in the past and it it's like leads to your demise because if something goes wrong then you feel like your whole world has been flipped upside down and like the one thing that you wear the thing that you eat they didn't have or wasn't washed or whatever and I, I've I've been that person that's been freaking out over something that has no effect on the day yeah, and yeah. allowing myself to obsess over it. And so I've really like tried to shed myself of any of that. And so I, no wearing women's panties before a big competition. <clears throat> well, I mean, I do, but that has nothing to nothing do with superstition. Nothing to do with superstition. It's no. just a, a personal preference. It's just life. Yeah, I took them from your dressing room and <laughs> I love them. <laughs> um, yeah, no, not really. I are think you, like are I'm trying you, to stay present. Do you meditate? Do you pray? What do you do? I don't pray. It's kind of meditation. I, I, I visualize a lot with all my runs. Once you've seen the course, you know the speeds for the jumps. You have a, a good feeling of what it's going to feel like to have the right airtime on the jump. And you've picked the line that you're going to take through the course. The airtime? Yeah, like because you can go... I mean, there's a jump and there's a landing, but how far on that jump you go is kind of determined by how fast you go into it and you go too fast and you're going to not be able to land it. And if you go too slow, you might not carry enough speed for the next jump to clear Uh that one. And you kind of just get a sense of the speed as you're doing it. And it's, it's kind of become second nature. Um, But I think that when I'm, when I'm doing all that, I'm really like focusing on what's happening. And then when I'm not on the hill, I visualize my run and I go over it in great detail like every single thing from the takeoff to how the trick's going to feel to like what it's going to sound like. Mm. And I really just I visualize. I think of how the trick's going to feel too. Yeah, the tricks are very important. Mm, very you know, Because and, 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 rent you know. got a good pace. Amen. Feel? Yeah. <laughs> they feel real good. But I can't go too fast into go, it. Go too fast. Yeah. No. Like, then, I just won't land it. You, no landing. No. And then you're no good for the no. other tricks exactly. that come along. Exactly. The tricks that are coming. <laughs> You have to pace yourself. Yes. You do have to pace yourself. Yes. It's a, I, most people don't realize that. No, you have they really, to. Most people go into it head first. No, bitch. And just, you know. No, you can't do the that. The trick's going head first. Yes, yes. Yes. If you're lucky. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back with more Gus Kenworthy after this.
Hey, you know what, Michelle? I love my Bowling Branch sheets. I, I, you know what? I'm going to come out and say it. I'm, okay. a, I'm a proud Bowling Branch sheets lover, and I'm not ashamed of it. And what's to be ashamed of? These Nothing. are 100% organic cotton sheets mm-hmm. that in stores could cost up to $1,000, but these don't cost $1,000, child. No, honey. These are a couple of hundred bucks. Listen. For glamorous, beautiful, organic sheets. I have been known to hang on the branch, but I like the bowl, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You buy directly from Bowling Branch, so you're essentially paying wholesale prices. Listen, I I might not be birth Jew, but I'm adopted Jew, and okay. we like we like wholesale prices. All right. Luxury sheets can cost up to a grand in the store, but not with Bowling Branch, you guys. To get started right now, our listeners get fifty dollars off your first set of sheets uh-huh. at BowlingBranch.com. Promo code Rue. Go to BowlingBranch.com today for fifty dollars off your first set of sheets. That's B O L L and Branch.com. Promo code What? Are you? Yep. You know, one of the most important things we do for our health every day is to brush our teeth. Yet, get this, most of us are not doing it properly. That's where Quip comes in. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and enjoyable. They have sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle for sensitive gums. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Next, Quip subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com ru, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash R-U. That's getquip.com slash Rue. Hey, we are back with Gus Kenworthy. How was that cereal? Was it one of the best bowls you've ever had? Um... I was about to make a drug reference. Um, uh, yeah. No, it was a good bowl of cereal. <laughs> because, you know, that is a, a paper, a bowl. There's a plastic spoon. Only the best for our Only guest judges. Only the best for our guest judges here at the Drag Race. Um, but what did you, what did you, what else did you eat? We're on our lunch break from judging the Drag Race show, the program that's on VH1. Uh, what else did you have? There was green chili and cheese enchiladas. I had those. I had oh, was that for beans. lunch? Did you have Vagitas. that? You had green burritos. You can eat anything you want. Gus anything my little heart desires. Oh, because oh. you're 26. Yes, you're missing out the most important factor here. That's right. He's 26. 20. He's about to come into a life change. Oh, yes. twenty. Well, I, you just went through this like two years ago. Tell me about it. Yes, but when I turned 28 <laughs> two years ago, <laughs> it was like life changing because I couldn't eat meat anymore. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I had to like stop. Uh, no, at 28, your body, your body uh, composition changes. And things change, and you get. Uh, is that when you become a man? That's when you become a man. No, I'm, actually, I'm yes. really waiting for that. No, no, really, the truth is, you become a man a- at thirty because this is what happens, and we talk about this a lot here on this program. Saturn returns to the place, the position it was in when you turned twenty-eight. Around that time, you know, twenty-eight, it, it eases every into every seven it. years. Every well, no, every twenty-eight years, but there is a major changeover. What's the thing? Every seven years, then? I thought it was Saturn. No, return. Saturn. I, it's a little confusing because every seven years, something, something, something do return. <laughs> I don't know if it's Saturn or Uranus, it's something, but something returns. Something returns. 
and uh, oh but my god at 28 is a big one right so then you're um by the time you hit 30 and all of that calms down that's when my son that's when you become a man but for a man i'm telling you this too life doesn't really begin till the part till you're 40 really. yeah. the party begins at 40 yeah honestly that's when guys get like start getting really hot well yeah. you're figuring shit I out agree. right now yes. you know <laughs> It's <laughs> Yeah, that's like that Missy song. Uh, was it Sticking Chickens on Aaliyah's album? I know you're a big Aaliyah fan. Who are you listening to? J- Gus Ch- uh, Kenworthy. Chickworthy. Yeah. Uh, Why do you got to think about it? What is that about? Because I don't know. I mean, like... You don't listen I to... I love it? just, like, pop music. I love Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um, I actually do love Miley. Yeah. Um, love SZA. Uh-huh. Um, I actually love Cardi B. Yeah. Don't know her nail technician, though. Don't know her nail technician. <laughs> I don't either. Jenny Bowie. I don't think anybody knows Jenny Bowie. Well, except for Michelle Visage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Michelle Visage knows Jenny That's Bowie. a read. <laughs> so you, so you, but do you buy music? Are you a music freak? I do buy music, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I buy music. I love going to shows. Yeah. Um, I love, yeah, I love live music. I love singing, actually. Um, I love, like, going to karaoke. Okay. How did my you, favorite artist. I love it. How did you meet your boyfriend? Through Instagram. Instagram. What? How do how does someone meet someone through Instagram? I don't understand Just that. Just slide a DM up on in there. Oh yeah, pretty much. He oh. um he was uh the lead in a movie that's on Netflix called Gaby. Go watch it. It's it's actually really good. Um oh, do you say his name? Matt Wilkes. Matt Wilkes. Okay. Um Yeah, and, and I saw him in this movie and uh that was basically it. I kind of like took note of his name i didn't seek him out and then a little while later it was when instagram used to have like a popular page and i saw one of his videos and was like oh my god that's that guy from the movie yeah and he just does these like stupid little quirky videos on his instagram and i thought that they were funny and cute and i followed him and he was like i wasn't following like gay people because i was so in the closet and i felt like his was safe because he was doing these funny things yeah um and he followed me back and then i kind of just like messaged him and was like hey i've been following you for a while you're like i think you're super cute and seems really sweet and And i love the video my dick yeah, <laughs> and here's my stats and a couple yes, pics. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be in New York. We should meet up. And we did. We just got dinner and hit it off. And it was like three years ago. That's fabulous. That is lovely. Well, guess Gus Kenworthy. Guess, guess, Gus. Gus. He's our guest, <laughs> Gus Kenworthy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Listen, for having me. You Thank can, you for the blanket. You can ha- help yourself to as much of the Captain Crunch berries as your heart's desire. I actually finished them. You finished them all. They're I, all gone. I killed the box. I'm a serial They're killer. They're gone. Okay. Oh, you're a serial killer. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my. It's <laughs> just rotten. Actually. It's just rotten. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, Keenan Lonsdale. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Gus. Now, go on here. Thank you. Yes. There you go. Now, our next guest is here. Uh, his name is Keenan Lonsdale. Now, you're going to talk into the microphone there. Yay. Hi, Keenan. How, how you going, Keenan? I'm doing fabulous. Yeah, this is an, a perfect opportunity for me to use my Australian accent. Our favorite yes. thing. <laughs> now, where in Australia are you from? Sydney. See, I've heard of that's the big city there, I isn't it? I think so. <laughs> I think they have something called Mardi Gras. Yeah. <laughs> What's what uh, what part of town? I grew up like an hour west of Sydney, so in St Mary's, it's like Western Sydney. Uh huh. Is yeah. that a fun place to be? Is it on the coast? No, it's like pretty far away from like any kind of beach. Yeah. Um, it could be fun if you if you want it to be fun like any place, but yeah, yeah it was a uh, it's. 
It's not the city. Right. But there aren't <laughs> many brown skin. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, the, there are Aborigines who were there, but not many brown skin. Because your, 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 your parents are from America. Is that correct? No, my dad's Nigerian and my mom's Australian. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of weird growing up because there weren't that many like other black kids. And so yeah. I, I felt pretty alone in sure. that sense. Yeah. Um, but that's that's been changing. Sure, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, our audience knows you from the TV show The Flash, and from the movie Love, Love Simon. Simon. Did you see that, Michelle? I haven't seen it. I want uh, you know. I watch all movies on the airplane or when it gets on streaming mm. and stuff. Um, I have not seen it yet, and I'm waiting to go on the airplane. And I go on the airplane very shortly. That's, that's right. What you're I'm going on for. tour soon because I don't watch stuff. When I'm home, yeah, I'm working. And there's no time, mm-hmm. and then I don't go to the movies because they have all that popcorn up in there. But mm. Detox said that when she she posted on Facebook when she watched it, she was like, "This is the dumbest movie to watch by yourself on an airplane." Because uh-huh. she's sobbing through the whole <laughs> oh, movie, she's, it, and she's that jerker? kind of oh bitch, and she's that kind of it's a coming out movie. Wait, Love it's, Simon is a tearjerker? Oh my gosh, yeah. 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 And, and actually, the way they market it, make it seem like it's going to be a rom, a gay rom com. Yeah, but yeah. it's no, no, no. It cuts right to you, so it's basically like. Anyone who's ever been in the closet ever, you're going to feel oh all of those memories. Oh, like, dear. Yeah. We didn't know it was going to turn out that way. We knew that was the intention, but yeah. It's a now, were thing. you ever in the closet? Yeah. I only came out publicly a year a year and a bit ago. Really? And then I came out to my friends when I was um, like four years ago. Wow. Yeah. I just, uh, for, for, for someone, like it's hard to imagine what that would be like uh, being in the closet. I've never, I've always been, uh-uh-uh-uh-uh-uh. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just yes. don't, What you must have been terrible. I, I was terrified. Like I just, I, I wanted my dream of being, I was so obsessed with being successful and helping as the an world. As an actor. As an actor, a musician. Yeah. I, I wanted to be Michael Jackson. So I was like, well, I, you know, the world's not going to like me if I'm like this, right? Right, right. right? Yeah. Like, and so, and I, and I just was terrified. So I thought, I struggled with a lot of depression. I, oh, I didn't dear. know how to be, um, yeah. I, I thought I wasn't supposed to be myself. That's what I yeah. thought my life was going to be, like fake. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. was there anybody you could talk to about this? Um, I didn't, uh, I didn't talk to anyone until, like I came out to one of my best friends um, when I was 20, but that was by mistake because I'd fallen in love with like our roommate and then mm. he, there was these rumors and then he found out and I just was like bawling because I was like, I wasn't ready to tell anyone. Mm. But um, he said to me uh, at the time, which I don't know where all this wisdom came <laughs> when he was that age, but he was like, maybe you can be this guy that changes it as a musician. Mm-hmm. You can, you can to sing about girls you can sing about guys you can sing about whatever you want sure yeah. and I at the time said I don't want to be that I, I don't know what that looks like that's mm-hmm. not possible mm-hmm. um, but, but yeah it just took time and as an actor and you've had success as an actor did, were there people in the business who said listen kiddo um, don't come out and you're not going to work if you are a gay man I definitely got that I uh, was about to start working on The Flash and um there were some industry people that found out that I had a boyfriend at the time. And by this time, I was out to my friends, mm-hmm. um, not out publicly. And, and they called me, like, uh, they had suggested that I not come out publicly mm-hmm. because I was about to be a superhero and audiences wouldn't know how to take that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said at the time, I said, well, I wasn't planning on coming out, but I've been through, I've just gotten over my depression. I'm just in a relationship. I'm just mm-hmm. starting to be happy with myself. Mm-hmm. So you're not allowed to take me down. Right. If I come out and when I come out, You'll have no notice. 
I'll do whatever, whatever I want when mm-hmm. I want. And mm-hmm. it took me a couple years after that. But when I did come out publicly, I didn't give anyone any notice. Right. Now, I know you've left The Flash. Did that have anything to do with leaving The Flash? No, not at all. Uh. Um, although I will say, like, because um, my sexuality was a thing I was holding on to forever. That was the biggest thing I was, like, so stuck on. Mm. Once I let that go fully, um, then I just started just shifting my my being started like exploding out of nowhere and that's mm-hmm. when I sort of had this epiphany that I was like I you know I still love acting and I and I enjoyed the show but I was like I want to just explore life I'm yeah. not afraid anymore of anything sure. oh, I want to run you. around and like I want to just see what happens and good that's, I knew I had to that's when you when you meet life halfway life will come and say okay yeah. let's do it life says uh, I'll be whatever you want me to be exactly. but you can't live in fear with life you just can't now you mentioned Michael Jackson uh, um, what are your top three Michael Jackson songs I'm going to give mm-hmm. you a minute to think about it because I'll tell you what mine are first okay mm-hmm. um, my f- top three Michael Jackson songs are number one is Michael smooth- Jackson or not Jackson, Jackson Five, five. Just yeah, Michael Jackson. yeah. Um, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, Raven told me about this Michael Jackson joke. I hope I can tell it. She says, um, "Oh, she uh, no, it's not a joke." She says, um, "She says, have you seen those um, Samuel Jackson uh, Five memes?" And one of the memes says. Um, I want you back, motherfucker. Oh, shut Have you up. seen that? It's a no. picture of, my, of Samuel Jackson. Uh-uh. I've never seen that. Anyway, um, Smooth Criminals, number one. She's out of my life. Another part of me. I don't like the slow songs. Oh, Another okay. part of me. Okay. And then uh, number three would probably be um, uh, P- PT, um, PYT. 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 Um, that yeah. whole off the wall album I, I love off the wall was unbelievable yeah. yeah it's it's unbelievable okay so you've had time to think about it <laughs> we've stalled enough <laughs> yeah go um i think the top one has to be and, and it's not even a matter of like because i love them all but I, I i think in terms of what they mean like man in the mirror would mm-hmm. be the best one i think just because that's like especially men do not want to self-reflect exactly so i think just like that's calling everyone who listens to it to do that and i think it's so cool yeah um heal the world would be number two. Oh, you like the slow ones it's but i, I but i would always dance to the fast ones uh-huh. um but it's just as i've gotten older when i've re-listened to them yeah i've been like oh i i, I before it was just a song to me and inspiring but now i really hear what he's like calling out sure like, i really yeah. hear it um, he was so special. Oh so my special. god! Yeah, and yeah, and so and, and then the third one would be Thriller, probably just because that's the one I danced to the most when I was yeah. a kid. Can you dance like Michael Jackson? Can not, you do those moves? Like I can, I can do some of the moves. <coughs> I I started as a dancer first, so since I was two, I was like dancing. That was the main. Really, thing. really, yeah, and your brothers and sisters. Yes. Oh, so where so do you interesting? <laughs> where do you, <laughs> you want to talk about it? Yeah, we can. It's a very interesting story. The brothers and sisters. <laughs> the whole family. Okay, we have five. <laughs> we go, we're going to go to a break, but um, before, but uh, we're going to go to a break. But before we go to a break, I want to ask him about what his favorite album is, because his favorite album, my favorite album. Give me. I'm stalling for time. Okay. My favorite Michael Jackson, I think, is Dangerous. I really do. Really? I think so because I love that song. I can't. I can't. Why you want to trip on me? Uh. I can't let her go. I love Jam, and I love um, I love that album. That's the one. I, and it's got really? Remember the Time, Black and White. I love the CNC Music that's Factory's so version of Black and White. Great remix. Uh, Black and White. Yeah, that's the title. Uh-huh. Um, what's your favorite Michael Jackson album? I because when I listen to them, I listen to them like chronologically. So I just sort of like run through them all. Yeah. Um, but I I think I would say Thriller just because that's when it seemed like he's 
in terms of all the music videos and sure. everything. And that's when it was just, I don't know, it came yeah, together. Yeah, what year were like you born in? 1991. 91. Yeah. Oh, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. 1991. Wow. How about that? How about I that? was a grown-ass man in 1990. I was I, in 91. I turned 30 in 91. 91. Wait, I was no. no, I was 30 most of the year. I turned 31 in November. I turned 31 in November of, of 91. So yeah. it's at the end of the year. How I old were you? I was in seduction. I was, okay, 89 and 90. So I was in 91 at the strip club probably. Oh, hey, girls. 91, 92. So I was like 22. 22. 21. Okay. That's cute. Yeah. Cute for her. Cute for her. Uh-huh. Hey, we've got um, uh, Keenan Lonsdale here. You guys know him from Love, Simon. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. You know, most of us don't brush our teeth properly, and and brushing your teeth properly is really good health. Most people just don't do it right. That's where Quip comes in. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. And when you see this toothbrush, you'll understand the designer part. It's slender. It's not as bulky as those other electric toothbrushes. This is the future. They also have sensitive sonic vibrations that are gentle enough for your sensitive gums. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use if you want to travel with it. Very hygienic. Listen, Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. It has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Next, Quip subscription plans are for your health, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com ru, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash ru that's g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash ru girl these bowling branch sheets are just dynamite they're 100 organic mm. and they're a fraction of the price you would pay in a department store at or anywhere actually yeah you know you can pay for sheets like this you can pay up to a thousand dollars Bowling branch sheets are a couple of hundred dollars. And don't you owe it to yourself to treat yourself right and sleep on some organic sheets? I mean, come on. Listen, you all can make fun of me all you want. It is so important for you to have organic bedding, organic sheets, because let me tell you something, you guys. Your skin is your largest organ. Go ahead, Google. Yeah, Go to Google. Go true. to MD Web. Listen, it's true. I, verify, I can verify it. Thank you. And everyone who tries Bowling Brand Sheets loves them. That's why they have thousands of five-star reviews. Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, Fast Company, they're all talking about Bowling Branch, and so will you be, because shipping is free and you can try them for 30 nights if you don't love them send them back for a refund but we know that you'll not want to send them back you're going to love them as much as we do there's no risk there's no reason not to give them a try you wash them they become soft like mm-hmm. so soft mm-hmm. to get started get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlingbranch.com promo code rue go to bowlingbranch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets that's b-o-l-l and branch.com promo code rue bowlingbranch.com promo code 
Now, before the break, we Michelle alluded to an interesting storyline with your brothers and sisters. Mm. Um, I can only imagine that y'all got different fathers and mothers. <laughs> and, and yes, but it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. What is it? it? What, is. what is she talking about? I have 11 brothers and sisters. Wait, who? who what did what, what, you say about my mac and cheese? Uh. <laughs> yeah, I have 11. So but, br- the, the same mother and father? No, it's it's tricky, like you said. Uh-huh. So my mom had six kids. I'm the sixth, the baby. Yeah. And then I have a different father to those siblings. So um, five were from one father. Yeah, uh-huh. he raised them all. And then he's the sixth with a different father. So no. I said, imagine... Imagine being the baby from six kids, five of which have the same parent, and then you show up with a different parent. Right. Imagine, I said to him, did you ever feel less then? Because these kids all had the same mom and dad, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you were the odd one out. My mom did a really good... I I was also, you know, I, I, I was... The black one, like in the family too, and I just couldn't understand why I looked different to anyone. Oh, all the other five were Caucasian. <laughs> they're, well, they're Aboriginal mix, but uh-huh. the but they looked very, very light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like, and we would go out in public, and people would always ask if I was adopted, and like it was just always noticeable. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I just didn't understand why I looked different to my mom and my siblings, and my dad was in my life. So and you I don't even have native blood. It's your father's Nigerian. Nigerian, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was just like, what's going on? But my mom was always like, you have to understand, like, your your color does not make you different to your siblings. We are one family. Yeah. This is who we are. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, uh, the guy that was, like, raising my siblings, like, he came back to the picture and, like, he didn't have any interest in being my dad. Right, mm-hmm. right. So it was very obvious. Like, it, he just, and I knew from, like, a kid, like, he just wasn't, he wasn't going to pretend to be my dad and, like, that was that. And you know what I say to him? Fuck off! <laughs> there you go. And so what about the other five? You said there were 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I do so math? You did, I did do math. math. You should be proud okay. of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There's some all over the world. Yeah, so my dad... Um, Your Nigerian he, dad. My, my Nigerian dad, he... Uh, Had he a has, passport. Yes, yeah, he had a passport, passport <laughs> and a zing for life. Yes, he a did. zest for life. Zest for really life. He wanted yes. to get to know the world. He's yeah. a so, lover, not a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have uh, four brothers and sisters that um, full Nigerian um, yeah. that were born there. I have a Samoan brother, an Indonesian brother. Oh, so he's I'm an international lover. You are the yeah. United Nations. And baby. apparently, according to uh, my brothers, I just saw them a few weeks ago. They were saying that we might have two other siblings, oh. Back, oh. but we we don't know. Wow. Yeah, I think you should start a music group with your brothers right. and sisters. Yes, <laughs> be fabulous. Yeah. Now, um, do you love Australian culture? Do you, Keenan? I I do. I mean, it's it's home, um, but it's a uh, it's I, I don't know. I, I there's a lot of things that are similar to American culture, yeah. and a lot of things that are different. But it took me moving over here to realize the differences. Yeah. Now, how do you eat your Vegemite? I like to put butter on the toast first, yeah. and then I lightly spread the Vegemite. That's the way to do it. That's how yes. rude that is. That's the way to do yeah. it. On burnt toast. On bur- I like it burnt. Uh, but that's it because the thing is, what happens is y- uh, we Americans go over there and go, oh, we spread it like oh. peanut butter. Yeah, no. no, 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 no. you got to do it thinly. And you yes. know what it tastes like? Sautéed mushrooms. It tastes when like you do beer. It right. no, it, no, if you do it mm. right with the butter, it's okay. key. Okay. Yeah. It tastes like sautéed mushrooms. Really? It's delicious. I know you love really it. It's really good. Yeah, it's I've very good. I'm so glad you like it. You know, I'm married to an Australian there you go. from Perth, Australia. So he's got uh, I've personality. <laughs> that's right. Got personality. Uh, yes, that's and I, I've uh, ensconced. <laughs> I'm ensconced in Australian 
culture. And oh. I've just known Australians all my life, just yeah. all, most of my life, you know, Australians. Uh, so do you long to go back there? Do you, do you, are you still an Australian citizen? I am still an Australian citizen. Oh. Yeah, I think forever. Forever. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I always go back like once or twice a year. My mom's still there and like a lot of my siblings are there. And um, does your mother have a really strong because your accent is it's a nice neutral a neutral accent now on the flash do you do an American, American accent yeah can I hear some of your American accent tell tell me how pretty I am in American accent I think you look beautiful you look absolutely absolutely incredible and I am flawed by you okay I love that yeah thank you for the comment <laughs> how do you do it how do you do an American accent because listen uh, this is my like if I were Italian I, if I were Italian I would think the way to do an American accent would be to, and if you didn't speak English, you would go, um, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, de- it depends. It depends, really. Yeah, because that's when <laughs> Americans say that, or they say like, um, like, well, um. But yeah. everywhere else, they really don't. That's California. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah. Like, yeah. it depends on what kind of um, American. Like, maybe yeah. I'm doing someone that's more from like. Uh, in in the valley or yes. like whatever they want to be like like it just depends okay <laughs> okay yeah yeah because that, that has a harder r i'm from san diego so we do hard r's you know hard we do r's. that like new jersey new jersey uh, does hard r's. hard r's new york new has york. no r's hey, so yeah like new heavy. jersey is hard like heavy 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 that's new york that's new york that's new jersey would be harry <laughs> yeah now when you hear um nikki kidman bmx bandits when you see her in a in, in a movie and Nikki, you, Nikki Kidman. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know her. You know, Beam Expandits. You, you know that movie, Beam Expandits? I haven't seen that. That's her first movie. Shut up. Beam Expandits. Oh, I'll have yeah. to watch BMX it. BMX Expandits. About BMX it's bikers. It's BMX bikers, <laughs> right. Um, when you see Australians or when you see her doing an American accent, yeah. do you go, oh, I heard, I heard a vowel. I heard some Australian there. I, d- I do pick up on diff- on people's accents a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have to learn how to do an American accent? Did you fake it? Um, Did someone teach you how to do it? No, no one taught me. I think it's because I I just played so many video games growing up, and I I would just impersonate the characters. And so wait, video games have voices on them? Yeah. Okay, the characters <laughs> in video games. The characters. I'm yeah. not joking. I don't. I've never played one, but they it. talk. See, because yeah. I left. I got left behind at Miss Pac-Man. So Miss gotcha, Pac-Man gotcha, gotcha. didn't talk. So yeah. I didn't realize. <laughs> it, de- it depends on the games. Like the ones I play are very immersive. Which ones like, do you play? Like Final Fantasy or Kingdom So you do Hearts, RPGs. RPGs. Yeah. yeah. What are know. RPGs? Role playing games. Oh, yeah. hey, role playing. So they're like games. it's like you're playing a movie almost. <laughs> Not that kind of role playing room. <laughs> I just I don't know. No. I've just never had any interest in it. You know, I just got shit to do. I got bills to pay. I'm yeah. a video game. Shit, I got <laughs> bills to play. I'm, I'm working. You know. Hey. So all right. So play. Um, Australia. You yeah. love it, you, love it. You, but you live here in Los Angeles now? Yeah, Los Angeles. Yeah. And so um, do you got, did you get a work permit and all that kind of stuff? For to get a working visa, yeah. Yeah, it That's must be tricky. very difficult. Yeah, and like when I was a teenager, I was just constantly researching, like, how can I win a green card? Like, how can I do this? Because you want to come here. Yeah, I just knew um, that there would be more opportunity for what I wanted to do. For the singing and the dancing and the yeah, acting. Yeah, and there, there, um, there's amazing work in Australia, but there's not that much of it. So, And I wasn't being a- sent out for, for much. Um, and at the time, truly, like, there just wasn't that many roles for black guys. Like, yeah. That was just the hard truth. And so I was like, well. I got to find a way to get over there. Get over here. Yeah. And and so um, do you have a lot of things in the can? Are you working on things now? I am, yeah. I'm working on an album at the moment. Wow. Oh, really? What kind of music? Like Michael Jackson music? 
I, I'll always be inspired by Michael, but I, I, it took me a lot to to get to the place of being like, oh, I don't have to be Michael. I right. can just be me. So that's nobody yeah. could ever be Michael. No one could ever be right? Michael. So be yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and I'm learning like the things that are special about me. And so, um, just finding that out. But ultimately, it, it is it's going to be a pop record, and things will you know a bunch of different sounds that will come to it. But I want it to feel like a rainbow. Ah, feel like a rainbow. Is yeah. it going to taste like a rainbow? It'll it'll have the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Now, because so on um, pop music, I think about the Michael Jackson producers and all of the the different styles that mm-hmm. he did. What a long, fabulous career that man had. Now, of yeah. course, there were the pitfalls of 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 stardom of starting so young. You're very young. You started in this business very young. Um, uh, do you, who's guiding you? Who's saying, you know, kiddo, maybe a little to the left, a little to the right. Mm. S- you put your right foot in. Put, you your, put your right foot out. <laughs> foot out. <laughs> put your right foot in, and, and then you shake, shake it, all it all about. Is there anybody yeah. telling it, you the pokey mom. pokey? I think my mom just taught me how I wanted to be as a person. Mm. She, uh, and you know, we talk. Even though she's in Australia, we still always communicate. And I know she's proud of me and. For being myself, most of all. Mm. So for her, it doesn't matter what I'm achieving as long as I am happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but ultimately, like it had to come from me. I've learned how to guide myself. Mm-hmm. Like I realized what what matters, and to me, it was a whole thing. After I came out, I was like, nothing matters except for the fact that we're all here together yeah. on this planet. Yeah, that's it. So that's yeah. so beautiful. It is, be- and like, it's true. And 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 to find the magic in it, and the yeah. magic comes from. Your truth and 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 there's a there's a GPS system that lives in you. And once you wake it up and say, "Hey, I want to talk with you. I don't want to, you know, s- smooth over it. I want to yeah. be there, present with it. And I don't want to fight with you anymore. Don't want to fight with you anymore. Yeah. You know. And uh, and the depression. And we just had a podcast that a lot of people responded to about yes. depression. How were you able to get yourself out of it? Was it just get it, leaving the depression? Was a byproduct of coming clean and and accepting yourself as you are later on yes but i mean when i was deep in it it took me a while but finally friends started to notice and i guess i'd isolated myself for them for months and months um and i was good at you know i can naturally be um happy seeming yes what's your astrological sign i'm sagittarius Ah, but that's the that's the sign that doesn't like to settle down. That's the sign, <laughs> you know, that's the charmer. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so I, um, but then one of my best friends, who the one that I came out to first, mm-hmm. um, it, it got to a point where I, I was wanting to cause myself uh, harm. Mm. Oh. Because I just was like, I every day is harder to wake up because yeah. I know that it's going to be harder to hide my sexuality. And I just hate, just hated myself. Oh. Like, I did. Yeah. And then... Um, it, and then eventually he was like, we have to find you something. You have to, you need medical help. Um, like you need help. Yeah. Were you and able I can't to hear that? Yeah. yeah, I was. Good. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up uh, seeing a psychiatrist. And even then to like, to come out to the psychiatrist in the beginning of that. Mm. So that, yeah. that was Scary. Such, yeah. Um, but he was the best. Like mm. he, he used my passion to help me. So I was basically saying, oh, I want to be this in my career and I'll never get there because of this. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh, well, if you really want to be iconic, if you really want to make changes in the world, like you're going to have to be yourself. Yeah. He was like, you're never going to create something magical if you're just repressing it all the time. Oh my God. I love this therapist. I know. That's, was Stick it a man with. or a woman? A man. I yeah. love this man. He's yeah. smart. That's smart. Yeah. I think I, it was, I think I was supposed to meet him obviously. And like it, it, he, I walked away from that, like with hope. 
and I just didn't think that existed. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I, I was uh, doing sessions for months, and then eventually, like they weren't every week; they were every like one month, once a month. And mm-hmm. now I talk to him every like six months on Skype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you found the help that you needed, and you could be with us today because you are so lovely. And to, can you? I can't. It brings tears to my eyes to think that something so beautiful and so lovely would not be here sharing this with us. You found exactly what you needed to hear, and you're sharing it with the world. That is fabulous. That's your gift to the world, is you following your bliss and being the beautiful soul that you are. And you, you telling that story is helping so many people who are listening to this right now. Because yep. as simple as it sounds, you guys are crying. as simple as it sounds, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's the hardest thing to come to realize. Yeah. So the therapist, we're going to say it again. The therapist said, how can you make magic? To help me say it again. Like, how can you make magic if you're repressing it? Yeah. Right. Let it shine. Let it yeah, shine. Let it shine. Well, Keenan Lonsdale, I love you, kiddo. We're going to go out there and we're going to see us a show. We're going to see some drag queens. We're going to see some drag queens Yay. up in, you know, in Australia. They love some drag queens. Yeah, I know. They <laughs> love it. They will marry them. They will. <laughs> 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 yes, honey. We love drag queens. Well, we, thank you so much for joining no, us and sharing you your so story. We're going to keep me. an eye out for you. And, and we're proud of you, We are kiddo. so yeah. proud of yeah. you. With, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. And the idea of sort of the death and the resurrection is so important in life. So don't be afraid of that. You know, it's sort of the death of the old self and the the resurrection, the sort of rebirth This of is the your gay born self. again. It is. <laughs> you know, the, the Jesus people have yep, theirs? Yeah. This is the gay, sorry, no, I mean, hit the mic. Yeah. This is the gay born that's again. That's what, it, and it's so important, and it's yes. important to not be afraid of it. I love you, kiddo. Well, Keenan Lonsdale, you are a joy, and thank you for joining us on our show. Thank you. And hopefully we get to talk to you again sometime when the that. music comes out. I thank you. Michelle, darling. Yes, my darling. We're going to go out and do some more work on our other job. I can't wait. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.